Welcome to Keeping Track, a Trackmania community podcast where I interview your favourite Trackmania community members and ask them the same set of five questions. The guest this episode is Pac, and if you look at your podcast player, you'll notice this is going to be a long one. Buckle up, take a seat, enjoy. Question one, uh, when did you get into Trackmania and what was it about the game that got you hooked? Right, I have to get the dates correct on this one. So I think I got into Trackmania in 2009 um, and it was literally on the way to a football match when I was probably 10 years old um, with my mates and they had a Nintendo DS which had this like card which had like 25 games on it and I was super into racing games so I used to play a game a lot on the PlayStation 2 called Shocks and World Rally Championship. And I was like fucking loving those games. And I played with my mates uh, all the time on that. And so they had this game on the Nintendo and it was a racing game and it was Trackmania. And they were playing it and they're like, oh, God, this is good. This is fun. Oh, Tom, you have a go. And I was playing it and like, you could see each other's ghosts. And I thought that was crazy. And so we, we played that a few times on the way to football. And I thought, oh, I'll check it out on the computer, you know, because I know graphics on the computer and like uh, like console and PC was better than Nintendo. And so I thought, you know, I'd uh, have a look. And I found it like as a, as a PC game. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is pretty cool. Like a free game to play on PC. And it's exactly the same as the Nintendo version. So I was like, right, I'll download this, give it a go. And my laptop was so bad, so bad. There was no frames at all. Uh, I could have been like the worst player ever. And I was just giving it a go. And I just thought, this is insane. I get to restart, try again. I get to see my PB. I get to see how far behind or in front I am. There's a world leaderboard. There's ranking. Like It all just blew my mind. And that's really what, hooked me to it because there was so much depth to the game it wasn't just a standard campaign and you just play that you could go online and play people's tracks and all this sort of stuff so yeah I fully as a 10 year old it just completely blew my mind and I just carried on playing so I think when I started this podcast I could not have predicted how many people's first trap mania was the DS version I think you're like the third or fourth guest now. Um, really? And it's really cool to see. Uh, yeah, it's really cool to see that. Now I want to get a copy because it feels almost like... I mean, know, it was so shit. I've seen... I watched <laughs> uh, I watched Rioli's uh, YouTube videos way back when, when he played it a little bit. And I was like, fucking hell, that's what I was playing back then. Like, as a 10-year-old, like the graphics I thought were... I thought it was real life. Like, that's how crazy I thought it was. <laughs> and, and then I obviously went into T- TM Nations forever. And I was like, God, this is even better. And now I look back at Nations. and I'm like, that again looks crap compared to what we play now. Like, it's it's so much worse. But at the time, I was like, that's insane. But yeah, no, DS was my first. But I literally played it like four times and then played on PC. I remember... um like FIFA 2007 or something and being like, you could convince me Ryan Giggs is in my living room. Oh, and now you look back at the eight polygons. And you're like, how did, how did, how did, did I not have eyes? Like, did I not fully develop eyes at that point? I mean, as, I a, as a kid, you just, everything is so realistic when it's on like a, a little game like that. It's, it was nuts. 
good time that was a good time yeah good time <laughs> uh so were you would you say you were immediately hooked then into track mania as soon as you got it on pc or was there a distinct moment where you were like "Ooh, this this will be my game i can't it's fair to say you've had a good you've had a good run so far i mean 20 20 2009 was not a not a good player year for me i mean i was i was terrible at the game um i think i was it took me about a year to get any good i joined this team it's like little mini french uh, mini dutch team uh, called fun fun app uh and um i found it really cool because you could like you started off with a with an orange uh at symbol as your logo and then the higher up in the server you got that's how your at changed so like i if you became an operator of the server you became you had a pink at if you became an admin of the server you had a red at and then if you like a, a master admin you got a uh, you got a green one and I always wanted to get to the green app. It was so stupid. Like, why would anyone care about having to be able to skip or uh, restart a map on a server? But I was like all over that. And like, the better you better player you were, the that they would like you know upgrade you more. And so uh, these guys became like really good friends of mine. I don't know how they're doing nowadays though, because it's been like what <sighs> 13, 14 years. But like, it was amazing. And I used to go on Teamspeak with them and things like that. And it, it was mental. And they were all Dutch. So, like, they were like, what the hell? This Brit is, like, really into <laughs> playing the game with us when I was just a kid. Um, but, yeah, no, so I, I got all those things and did all that. And then I was probably really good at the game about a year in, like, in terms of playing LOL and mini-maps. Um, mm. So that's probably when I got really hooked. But then um, I think the one of the moments where I was, it kind of changed everything i became like ah dog gone mental but where the where the game went super crazy for me was when i got canyon and like i played it every day religiously on on the game and it was when it first came out and yeah i i sort of just went a little bit too crazy well you know it's very it's safe to say it paid off i mean you know, it, pretty it, good I, pretty good career yeah canyon was good for me like i I played every day and I tried to get like the, the most ladder points um, back when that was a thing. Um, so like you, every time you uh, get to like, if you get first in the server, you get like a hundred ladder points. And then if there's more people, you get like 200, blah, blah, blah. I got to rank four after like a month of the game coming out. And then I, um, and I burnt out. I just didn't play again for six months. I just I just didn't play. I, I I quit the game completely. I was what like thirteen. I just I was just done. I I couldn't be bothered anymore. And then it was kind of mental. I got a message like six months later saying, "Oh, do you want to join this team?" Uh, this guy from Canada messaged me, and I then came back and played the game again and sort of just got hooked on Canyon again because I was so bad when I came back. I then wanted to get good again because I was good. So I was like, well, I might as well try and be as good as possible again. And so, yeah, I sort of got hooked again. And ever since then, I haven't really stopped, I think. Yeah, I haven't really stopped since then, apart from the last month. So, yeah, well, well, I imagine we'll get there. Um, So in in terms of, uh, you said when you burnt out from Canyon, did you come back then to Canyon or did you come back straight into Stadium or whatever? Straight straight back to Canyon. Yeah, no, I I was awful at Stadium in terms of like any technical ability. So when did that turn around? 
because uh, it's safe to say you got pretty good at stadium. Oh, stadium was way later. We can go through Canyon first if you want. Um, we can keep going, yeah. <laughs> Canyon, I so let's let's get the timing right. So 2010 is probably when it when it came out. I I took a break for like six months. So like mid 2011 is when I started to pick up Canyon again, and by end of 20 uh, mid 2012 I was pretty good at the game. Uh, I got asked if I wanted to do ESWC 2012, like do the group stage and all that sort of stuff. I was still young, so I didn't know what all that sort of stuff was. Went back to my mum. I was like, oh, mum, I've been asked if I want to do the group stages for this. I'm really good at this game, blah, blah, blah. And she said, no, it's not real. Can't do that. That's that's, <laughs> that's just fake. That's that's people on the internet, trying to... What are you on about? People trying to groom you. People trying to, like, you know, steal you and all this and kidnap me. And I was like, okay, cool. I won't do it then. And then uh, I watched the ESWC 2012 from home, and I was like, <laughs> I showed her. I was like, "Mom, that's that's where I could have been. You know, I was, I was, I, I could have qualified for that." And she was like, "Oh God, it was real." I was like, <laughs> "Oh my God, nightmare." And then Canyon never had another ESWC, and I got. I then was like, in 2013, I was like the best player um, for like the year. Uh, you know, better than all these other guys, and then. Um, I sort of carried tournaments and things like that. And then nothing really happened with Canyon again. Like 2013, there was no ASWC for Canyon. And then 2014, it was like sort of stagnated. So I, in 20, end of 2013, I explored stadium. And then mid 2014 is when I was like, right, the competition now, I've got Canyon's done. Canyon's done, but I've, I've done well in Canyon. I'm, I'm, I was the best. Happy days can move on go to stadium let's that's where the competition's at so i then tried to learn stadium um and that was difficult because <laughs> my settings were for canyon and i didn't so know how to change my settings like? uh it was awful at first i had the wrong settings i was a big fan of frostbule so i copied his and i didn't realize that he had really weird sensitivity like you couldn't feel the car turning when you were steering like i i was i just thought that was normal and then i joined m&m which was fun team at the time different fun team to my first fun team but quite funny that the coincidence there's coincidence there that they're the same name um but joined them for like a trial tournament for esl and i um was training with them and uh one of the players was xx rider and nevermind they were like have you ever tried to change your sensitivity and i was like how'd you do that i was like, i don't even know what that is what's the sensitivity and they're like oh you just need to go here go here and then you know adjust it and i adjusted it and i was like oh my god i can feel the car like i could feel how to turn and everything and i was like this is mental and i think about 15 minutes later i did like top five on the track and i was like what <laughs> This is mental because <laughs> I understood how stadium worked. I just didn't know how to, you know, I couldn't do it consistently because my car wouldn't turn. And so, yeah, I did. I did that ESL with them. I can't remember what CPS it was. It was like eleven or twelve. No, it was like thirteen or something. And then um, we, uh, I was really looking forward to playing Dignitas, and then I couldn't play that match. Because I was like, I was like, I got it. I was away that weekend, and so I couldn't play Dignitas. But I got to play against Acer, 
Bledsoe against uh, Frost, against Beppo, against uh, Racehounds, um, Cohen's, and I think I can't remember who else was there. But I did uh, I did the two v two. We 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 lost five four. Um, and then the three v three, I got the most points. So beat Frostbill in points, and he was still pretty. He was really good at this point still. Got the most points in the three three v three, and I had a message from BX three, uh, trying to recruit me, and then a week later, Bergy from Dignitas messaged me and said, "We'd like to have you on trial for next season." And I was like, yeah, sure. Dignitas, I mean, whatever, like a huge team. They've got Carl, they've got Spam. I mean, perfect. I'll join them. And I was this super shy kid. So joining them who are like, they were like, they seemed to me like the most confident people, chatty. Like I joined a TeamSpeak server with them and I wouldn't talk for ages. Like I'd just be like quite quiet. So it took a while for me to like really get to the groove of, being a bit more chatty with them um but yeah no so then i joined dignitas after my first season in esl and playing stadium properly which was i think quite an achievement that's quite a good one yeah one of the most you know one of the biggest esports orgs particularly at that time yeah in all of esports let alone just track mania you know my my understanding of dignitas is through league of legends and stuff but i can only imagine how big they were um, in Trap Mania as well. Uh, hopefully, uh, they paid you guys in not just mouse pads. Um, the... <laughs> there was no money back then. You can't. <laughs> oh yes, how things change. Um, so then you end up going to Paris Game Week. Yeah. Uh, with Dignitas, how was that? Uh, well, I was seventeen. It was like the first time abroad in like seven years for me. Uh, my mum was like, you know, you can't go alone. So my my uncle came with me. Um, and it was one it was a great trip oh my god like i i'd got like a really good friendship with the dignitas guys at that point and so meeting carl for the first time was insane like saw each other and we were like we just gave each other a massive hug it was wicked and like chatted to him and spam the whole time bergy as well but like mainly carl and spam because like it's similarish ages and just sort of same interest and we've been talking like most days every day um prior to it and training together for the whole tournament and so uh, for my first uh first lan event uh, it was incredible like I, I couldn't have expected anything like better to be honest and it's a shame that that was the the only event that i got to do at that that arena that that place i mean we did 2018 there as well but it wasn't the same as 2015 2015 was a different ball game it was it was really good um so yeah that that tournament was it, it's one that sticks in my head the most more than any other to be honest i remember every match still which is insane to kind of say because i don't remember most of my ga tournaments and i don't remember <laughs> I don't remember my win. I don't even remember my, my World Cup win. Like that's how mental like this is. Like ESWC 2015 is, is is probably the most memorable for me. And Do you think it was the novelty of it, or the sort of no expectations, so it was all just fun. Whereas then for future tournaments, it's sort of well, I've just I've just rocked up and turned second, you know, came second in my first LAN. Now there's these expectations on me. No, like, there was no expect. I mean, I had a little expectation going in. Like, yeah, I'd like to make 
the final. That was my goal. And like I'd come through qualifiers. Like I, I, like I was, I was pretty, I was rubbish compared to most people. Like I came through qualifiers, and I still wanted to make the final because I knew that my training was good. Um, so yeah, no, I, I had some expectation, but I think it was just the way I got to the final is probably the most insane way ever. Really, um, I couldn't quite believe it, and I think it's the one that sticks sticks out most to me because of how well ran the tournament was it was quite smooth and I guess at that point I had no idea how they should run at all really so yeah. it was nice um but yeah no I mean I had I can remember the, the time attack was it was strange because Tween came last because he couldn't finish one of the tracks without crashing so in the first <laughs> match it was Carl Tween and then two other people and like that was already insane like getting to see that and i was like this is a joke and then as as much of a moron i was and young i decided to have a go on the vr track mania right before my match and uh <laughs> i i was so out of it like i got <laughs> i was playing spam and coon and Corey, Corey, the guy that literally just rocked up because Javi fly didn't turn up he hadn't trained the maps much and I nearly lost him in match one because of how bad I was. But uh, he didn't get through because Kuhn and Spam got through. Um, but we were neck and neck for third and fourth. Uh, and we were like 30 points behind them, which is really bad in matches. So like yeah. to be that dominated <laughs> was so bad. And yeah, I didn't go on the VR again after that, surprisingly. Smart move, that one. Yeah. yeah. So then did an absolute sort of hero's journey through the losers bracket yeah all four all four rounds i mean it, it was it was kind of yeah i just needed to warm up like the first match against spam coon like two unbelievable players and for my first land like i was it was like oh god like that's that's what i gotta beat now already and then i've warmed up at like second match it went it went all right went pretty well and i think the biggest one i still watch it now was when I think oh, it's Kappa already, or Yo. Well, someone already qualified through the the, the bracket, and it was me and Race Hans, and Race Hans beat me three rounds in a row to get to finalist, and I was already finalist. And then the final round of me and him, where I beat him by like a hundredth of a second on the last jump to get to the the next round. Like everyone was watching us as well. Like to, to see have all the people watching you in the background uh, even my uncle was going mental when i when i when i won and like to do that i just it was insane i wish there was a recording of that moment but like there's it, it, that was probably one of the most amazing moments i can remember from early on in my career and then yeah got through that got through the next round got through consolidation final and then you're in the final and it's like well there's nothing to lose now like you just got to go out there and and do your best and then i started the final in probably the most incredible way possible is winning the first two rounds and i already caught up to carl in points and i thought oh my god this is this is insane (laughs) (laughs) but that became a thing of mine then like starting good in finals was like my kind of way of getting into a match like i i don't start like you know most people are okay 
first round, you know, try a bit, don't crash, don't crash the first round, try, play safe. Whereas my first round is go fast and don't crash, win by a big margin, and then it really sets the tone against the other players. <laughs> and so I've done that, I think, for the, the majority of my finals now, which is pretty, pretty decent. I think that's something I like to be remembered for is risking, but not crashing as much. But I, I, I don't know. There's, there's still that. But yeah, no, so that final was a joke. I mean, when Carl won, was it six or seven rounds in a row? I just thought this is, this is insane. How someone can do this under this much pressure? It was incredible. But yeah, to come second at the World Cup in in the first go, I, I, yeah, I was very happy, and it was, it was surreal to be honest. Really surreal. How do you think then, so that was obviously a solo uh, event and then more modern Trap Mania events have been duo events. Like how how does that difference affect you in terms, particularly finals? You know, you've, you've been in these finals now a few times. Is it different when you've got a teammate or is it still the same pressure of needing to go out there and, and be your best? Still the same pressure because your teammate can't do everything. Like at the end of the day, you're only as good as your worst player. Um, so, which was me. Uh, so <laughs> you had to, you had to really do it. But the thing is, I mean, we, me and Carl had a thing of if we if we don't crash, we're gonna be in the in like very close to winning the round. So that's sort of the the motto that we took from the second All Stars last year. Um, is if we don't crash, we're gonna be there. Whereas I think in the first. TMGL last year is the mantra was I'll just risk um Carl was safe and that's the that's the winning formula whereas mm. that was putting so much pressure on me and in the second TMGL I couldn't I couldn't spend as much time as the first one and it was a lot harder maps which didn't fit my style whereas the majority of the first TMGL fit my style but even still we came third in the mm. second one so like it wasn't like that it wasn't too bad but it's it, they weren't as fitting and then i thought the world cup was i i loved every track in the world cup so it was quite a um it was quite nice for me i enjoyed training so i wasn't too worried um so yeah no i, I think in terms of like setting up for a final it's nice to have someone that is there to support you say i started off badly carl can pick up the slack and if carl started badly i would pick up the slack and that's sort of how we kind of did it. Whereas if you're by yourself, like you have to be good, you have to not crash. And I think that's, that's sort of where, I don't know, more focus is put on that. Like if I crashed, I would just think, okay, hopefully Carl's still in the round and I'd put on the HUD and hopefully he still was. But if I crash in a solo tournament, that is my fault. I have lost the round for us completely. I lost the round for myself completely. So, the mantra was to not crash more in solo and sort of win more rounds. And that, that was the way to go about it. And I know how to play that a lot easier. Whereas last year it was so different to normal. So I don't know. I think I, I, I kind of prefer solo in that kind of way where, because it is all me. Like I, I don't have to, I don't have to place reliance on anyone else as much as I would like to, you know, Carl is the, the man, you know, I, I would happily place reliance on him. Like it is unbelievable, but I do like it where I can focus on me, myself, I guess. It's a hard thing. We both had to adapt to it because like in, in the first stage, like 
really, really struggled. And I think I was still in that man- mindset of I need to win the rounds for the team to win. So mm. that's why TMGL stage one went like it did, I think. Whereas throughout the year, I've sort of tried to slow it down and take more of a back seat in a way and let Carl do that in a way. I, I don't really know. That's sort of how I've. I feel like it's gone. Like I've gone from, right, I'm going to win every round to, mm, I don't need to win every round. I just need to be in the round. Um, so I think my my play style has slightly changed. I think most people would probably look at it and think, God, he's still risking way too much. But I don't really, <laughs> I, I feel like I've taken the foot off the gas a little bit, yeah. if I'm honest. No, that, that makes sense. I also like the fact that you, you were mentioning that VR uh, story earlier um, before your... <laughs> And then before we started recording, we were talking about when Snowcar got re- released. Uh, do you mind telling the story of that for uh, the the viewers or the listeners at home that weren't there for that what, story? The Snowcar? Yeah, with what? With oh, the, God. Well, so with yeah. the World Cup. Okay, yeah. So at the World Cup, me and Carl were, uh, you know, of course, watching Mudder's stream because we have to see what this guy is doing because he's insane at the game. So we were watching some of Mudder's stream and then the snow car came out. Like and we we're like, oh my God, this is this is pretty cool. You know, we might as well Carl's like, oh should we check it out? I don't know. And I was like, ah, you know, we're in the World Cup mindset, you know, should we really? And he was like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's do it. So he started playing snow car and I was like, okay, fine. I'm gonna play it as well. It looks quite cool. So we tried to get the world record on the, the Toners campaign on track one. So we're doing that and we saw, I don't know, one of the times it's like a 23 already. We're like, okay, let's try and get 23 on this track. Let's try and do that. So Carl did it, I think, first. And then I did it after and beat Carl. And then we were just trying to beat each other. And then we saw Granadi had a ridiculous time. So we're like, screw it. We're not going to go for world record. Um, and then we decided to skip to track two and have a go at that one. And then I got the world record. And I think I held it for like, I don't know, an evening. And I was buzzing. And Carl was off at that track, so I was quite happy about it. And then we decided to go back and Carl was like, oh, we should play, you know, some some TMG, the World Cup tracks, just to, you know, make sure we still got the feeling. But went on the tracks, we couldn't play them. Like, we just couldn't play them at all. So then we spent the next hour, hour and a half playing the tracks again, just to make sure that we had some chance to do this World Cup. Luckily we had like another, I think five days or no, another four days before the, um, before any matches. So it was all right, but my God, it was, it, the car just felt horrific after, you know, doing anything on, on snow. So we decided to not touch snow again until after the World Cup. And I obviously after the World Cup, I, I, I only did the, the British um, little charity thing. So I haven't actually done much snowing, but it's, it was, yeah, it was, it really did mess with our heads considering we were so in the zone for the World Cup and then you could play that and then go back to stadium and not be able to do stadium at all. <laughs> quite a, uh, yeah, quite a funny story. I, I'd like to say you learned from the VR experience, but I guess not really. You know, every lesson has to be learned at least twice. Um, I know. But, uh, Even then, I think I could I could just be swayed to do something else. Like, he was just like, oh, let's play snow. And I was like, fine. Like, okay, that'd be fun. It's like, no, that was a terrible idea. Really, really How bad. different can it be? You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, question two, uh, for those watching the clock, we are 28 minutes into uh, this. But question two, uh, what input device do you use and why? 
Yeah, we can make this one quick. Xbox, because of the feeling. Question number three. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I use the Xbox One. Um, I started with keyboard. Um, Start with the DS, with the D-pad, I would assume. I, let's not talk about DS. Uh, so we've got keyboard. <laughs> keyboard, <laughs> and I never knew you could change the button to like control or like Z or anything to use the backspace. So I was literally just using the arrow keys. Um, and... By someone, I, I have been called an idiot, not on the show, <laughs> but in comments of the show, because I thought everyone on keyboard just used the arrow keys. And then they were like, no, obviously you just use spacebar for the break. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Fellow no, idiot. spacebar was That's... chat. So how was I going <laughs> to... <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know anything about this. So I literally was using keyboard and I couldn't drift, ever drift left, <laughs> obviously, because you can't... <laughs> um so i uh yeah i'd never realized even so even before i and when i switched the controller i i still didn't know that you could do the break like um like the left break whatever so i i was just like amazed that there was these <laughs> amazing keyboard players out there and i was like how do they do that and then yeah i realized uh but yeah yeah so i changed the controller because of united because i couldn't play uh the environments without sliding out or like do say for instance coast i couldn't play coast on keyboard and i really like playing coast so i switched to controller for that reason and that reason only and it's just quite fortunate that that it then helps stadium and things like that so i and and canyon so yeah i uh that's quite lucky there um so i switched to xbox 360 and then xbox 360 I left my Xbox 360 controller after the 2018 World Cup because it was sellotaped together, um, and then <laughs> bought myself an Xbox One uh, to, to keep myself going. Uh, and it yeah, it just feels it feels um, just easy to use. I use sensitivity 1.2 and uh, dead zone of 0.05. So uh, question three then, and uh, this will be a good one because you've competed in an awful lot of events. Uh, what is your favorite track mania map in history? Ah, oh, God. Um, map in history. There's a YouTube video on uh, Spam's YouTube channel of an eight-minute track, and it was technical RPG, all this rubbish, um, and that that that's a very good track. I had the world record by like five seconds, so I was quite proud of that one. And then I did the, uh, there was a tournament on it, and I came last, because I crashed round one. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a respawn that you couldn't do, or like, if, I didn't realize there was an RNG part, uh, which I'd never crashed before, and I, 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 I went out first round, um, so that was great. Um, um, but <laughs> I wouldn't say that's my favorite track. Um, Oh, uh, TMGL Heart, that one is a real um, map that sticks out to me. I played it at the World Cup in 2022. And I think I lost maybe three rounds out of 40 on it. Oh, wow. 
Lost is in not come first. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, there's some crazy statistic probably, but I, I did win a lot of rounds on it. I remember one match I was on like, I don't know, 90 points and I think someone was already finalist and I won four rounds in a row to qualify, like to, to win the match. Like it was, it was a joke. <laughs> so, so that was a good match. Um, you're actually, if you Google the map, you're the first thing that comes up is your onboard, which I'm currently now watching. No way, that's pretty um, cool. You know, must be a fairly prolific. Yeah, no. The, uh, the fun things of Trapmania 2020, grass and dirt. Oh, but, um, another one. TMGL Slalom uh, in 2021, when it wasn't a World Cup map. I was really good at it before it became a World Cup map. Uh, <laughs> and then it became a World Cup map, and I was awful. what happened next? <laughs> I was like the 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 lap races. I think I won by like three seconds, four seconds, and like five seconds. And then when it became a two lap format in the finals, I did world record twice in a row to to qualify instantly to the next round in the final eight. That was good. Um, another one. Pocalicious really stands out to me. Um, Did you enjoy the uh, the Boomers v Zoomers interpretation of Hockalicious in TM2020? Uh, <laughs> I wish I could have done a 1v1 against Epos on it. That would have been great. I think uh, that would have been cool. And I really wanted the world record back, but I just couldn't be bothered to, to hunt it after the tournament. But I did enjoy it. Um, it's not as good as the real version, um, but it's, you know, it's the best remake you can get. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed hunting the TN and TMNF version to get a world record at some point on the map, but then uh, inevitably get beaten by people that played it a lot more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's another one that really stands out. Um, there's probably more, like some canyon maps were unbelievable as well that I that I did pretty decently on. But yeah, no, that's that's all I can think of really for now. Well, I mean that's a, a good variety. Um, I'll see if I can uh, convince Epos to do a uh, maybe a show match when this episode comes out. Um, uh, <laughs> Hockalicious remaster. See, uh, so you can really do the one v one. So we're moving on to question four. Then we're making back some time. Nice. Uh, if you were to take part in a Trackmania Pro Am event, which celebrity would you want on your team? Well, I think one cool one. I mean, I guess you can class him as a celebrity, but. Um, Zerka from the Sidemen. That'd be pretty cool to have an interaction yeah. with him again, because when he when the when Trackmania twenty twenty came out, he did streaming on the first like I don't know two weeks, um of it, and I got to play with him two or three times, and like he was one of my uh, like idols, um when like the Sidemen came out, uh, in the UK, um group of seven youtubers if people didn't know and they i watched them like so much and then to play to be able to play the game that i love with like one of them was just insane to me and so i was quite lucky to do that so that'd be quite cool but i don't know that's a good i think that's a good one that's the i think he's going to be pretty good you know what i mean like no not a tremendous amount of people have gone for the sort of influencer gamer route yeah, no, we've got a lot of f1 drivers in the pro-am at the moment i mean yeah lewis hamilton people. would be ideal that would be like a, a real top tier one for me absolutely big f1 fan so that'd 
that would be yeah that would be peak but i think like a cool one would be to have an interaction with zerko again that'd be cool well there you go zerko if you're listening uh i remember uh when the sideman started i used to <laughs> way back in high school do youtube thumbnails for vicstar and there was a distinct moment where i was like i should really go to university and not worry about youtube thumbnails anymore oh my god what an error that was you know what i mean <laughs> what the hell no way yeah that's back in the uh black ops uh two <laughs> diamond camo era if you look at all of those all those are mine oh uh, when my he, when god he found i don't know this is now very off track but i'm 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 living for it uh did you ever play black ops 2 when, yes when vic found the diamond camo no i i played i played black ops 2 but i never yeah never i wasn't watching that that i wasn't watching like call of duty things back then i was just playing it being awful <laughs> Yeah, there was a uh, so he was he was he was trying to get gold on all like the weird uh, weapons like the right shield and um, maybe something else. And I was doing thumbnails for him. And then all of a sudden, I got like a Skype call at like 10 p.m. Uh, I was in sixth form at the time, and it's just Vic. He's like, Thomas, I, I need a thumbnail. I'm like, what? He's like, I found something. I found something. Diamond camo. It's in the game. Like no one's seen it before. Oh my god! And then worked on that. And it was uh, yeah, it was really cool. But then yeah, it's quite funny to go from like I should really focus on my studies. I don't I don't think working for YouTube is going to get me very far. Um, oh, and it's like, well, well probably a bad financial decision oh, in the long term. That's such a shame. Well, we're here. You know what I mean? Maybe I wouldn't be here today talking with you. So, you know, fair, fair. Be... You'd be in a mansion somewhere, not not caring okay. about the world. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I'd be able to fund a world championship for Trackmania. No, uh, right, question um, five then. Uh, and this is a question that I feel like you might have some fun stuff to say. Uh, what is your hottest Trackmania take? Right, let's think about this one. What have people said before? Um, in the in the kind well, of like, what could I what could I aim for here? Oh, you're playing to the crowd. Not not playing to the no no. no I'm just sort of I want to know what people have said, and then I can sort of go, okay, here's something completely different, but kind of it it, it is it is a hot take. It's not just okay. I, know, I want to get so the when, definition of it kind of thing. When we started this podcast, um, let's just say Trackmania Esports was in a slightly more healthy state. Uh, so it was often about like Epos came on and said pretty much all TMCL players suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was his. Uh, and then we've had a few. Uh, I actually, so this is uh, an interesting one. We had, I believe it was Turbo who thought that you and Carl hadn't been doing enough Trackmania this year or last year and weren't going to win the world championship. So you can aim one directly back at him if you want. Um, but recently, you can imagine there's been a theme. About... Yes, a recent theme, probably about Nadeo being absolutely awful. But I don't think they're too bad in a in a in a hot take of that kind of sense. Like they're not they're not the worst kind of development that could be. It, I think they've done a lot that they can do. I think. They don't have a lot of freedom. And I think if we go back to what we were saying before you pre press record, I think <laughs> there's a lot of issues in the fact that there's so much that they don't do and that they <laughs> manage to somehow, I don't know, not have the capabilities when there's people outside the game doing way more 
than they have in TM twenty twenty. Like there's 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 people I don't know, open planet. That's that that should be like in the game, that should be part of the game. And all these things that you can do on that should be in the like, majority of them. I don't know, there's some weird things that go on in there, but like the majority should be in the game and if there's single people doing this and a development team can't like what what are you doing there's also this whole thing about the snow car i i I haven't you know had too much sight of this but seeing someone say okay if you lift up the suspension or whatever by a certain amount then you don't get these bugs and then a developer saying okay you can't do that because it'll change the gameplay and then someone shows a video of it not changing the gameplay again it kind of confuses everything so that kind of i don't know really gets really gets me going because it's just like how how are you blind to all this like it's just so so challenging to see all this and uh, like you know you can make up all these excuses it's like just seriously just explain why all this stuff isn't happening like and and i don't know it's just it's tiring and to be honest it's probably one of the reasons why i'm quite happy to just relax now for as long as I need to until there's another tournament because quite frankly Nadio just have done my head in and I'm just happy to be not a part of it and just watch from the sidelines and not have any hope about what's going to come what's not going to come like at the end of the day with them in control it seems like there was nothing happening like TMGL for instance being controlled by them was perfect when we got told that ah, you know, we're not going to do it anymore. In my honest opinion, I thought, thank God, like we can actually get someone in that does something more. And the fact that no one's come forward, but I can't even imagine they even got tried hard to get someone to take it over. Like with the lack of, I don't know, motivation that they've got to get the game, you know, doing much more. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't know how how any of this how anything really happens. Like, for instance, I, I could go even even more detail. Like, snow car. Okay, it's 2003 model that's been put in the game. Okay, no one cares. Like, just just do something new. Like, no one's gonna be like, oh, thank God you brought a United car back in the game. Like, oh, this is amazing. Like. No one cares. Like, change it a bit, make it less buggy. Happy days. Someone's already done it. Just do it yourself. Uh, next thing, the the illegal whatever um, thing that you can get all the cars from all the other games in the game already. It's like someone's already done that. Like, and it's just one couple of people. Like, not a development team. Like, they they've already imported Canyon in the game, Lagoon, uh, Valley, and it's like. <laughs> they've already done all of this like uh, it would be incredible to have all those cars in the game and do all these different tracks and blah 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 like but that <laughs> they, they, they've taken three years to put snow in like i don't understand again it's another crazy thing Trackmania <laughs> esports could have been huge it's non-existent anymore it's like it's just like a cycle i don't i don't know i'm just so we yeah. had um when we had Saber on, his his gripe, his hot take was that um kind of what you were saying, Trap Mater Esports was huge. You know, you go back to the events that you guys were playing in 
um while it may not have been a tier one esport it was definitely within the uk at least like up there for um esports that that were around and they really had the opportunity there and then there was just this huge trough seemingly where they've where they didn't really expand on it too much become tm 2020 and then there's this renewed effort but outside of like you mentioned tmgl not much support for other events and then now we're at a spot where you know we've had the biggest track major event of all time with uh wherever it was the Raider cup ascension they've the done nothing TMGL. off the back of it like spend some money on some advertising man like just just get it out there where we've had the biggest tournament ever you had the arctic gaming you've got all these people that aren't part of the dev team and ubisoft and whatever and when the nadeo mainly doing all these things and they can't do anything like that and i don't know that's one thing that really does my head in is that this could have been a career this could have been something good i mean there's still a chance that it could be but my god like they've really screwed it up and they do that that's just a cycle it seems and i i don't know it's just one thing that really really does frustrate me is that they i don't know it's like another thing like there was so what they they made some people have some people have had they could live off trackmania for the last 10 months maybe now they have nothing like i can't do anything on trackmania right now like that's it's just worthless for me to do anything and like that i imagine there's people in other teams like like kappa tween pointless i mean tween fair play is still doing beacon that's great but like they've had the same situation soon as just drop them um carmine corp biggest <laughs> one of the biggest teams in in the world at the moment don't even want their players that had won a world championship like it's not even they don't want there's there, there's there isn't like a it's the same as me and soldery like there, there is no point of having the players because it's just losing the money and at, at the end of the day you're a business so th- there's no point mm. um continue with them obviously they'd love to but the fact that there's no grand league because in the day decided nah screw it we can't we can't do that anymore and the fact that, that there's a lot of people willing to make that to make a grand league happen i mean uh, just uh, it's what it is i mean that's that's one hot take i i mean i got more hot takes if you want because i i i feel like a lot of people out there have these opinions and don't know anything about anything in the game when they they have all these um ah uh, what is it i enjoyed recent years of having like uh players uh what's it the the, the player of the year award and and yeah. uh, people thinking oh who's gonna win this one who's gonna win that one like, blah 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 like i love people who have absolutely no clue about anything <laughs> saying these things um and i respect these guys as well like their casters and all this sort of stuff and it's very funny but when you're a player and know sort of everything that's going on and how you deal with these kind of things it's like i guess for instance with the, the, the turbo take and the me and carl haven't played enough this year to win a world cup it's like that's great we've played more contract <laughs> this year than we ever have <laughs> and it's like okay cool if that's what you think fair enough but I've never trained for a tournament like I did for the World Cup, and it was insane. And this entire year, I've trained more than I would like to even admit because it it was a year of 
playing against people that actually had gone full time. So to, to to get the results that we did was insane. And I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm all about trying to leave some sort of legacy and you know leave leave an imprint on this game, which I hope I have. But I, you never really know. Like I want to be seen as obviously I'm never going to get the the greatest of all time status in terms of being as good as Carl or better, but I'd like to be seen as somewhat above everyone else. That's something I'd like to leave. Like I'd like to say, okay, I, I'm not Carl, but I am second to Carl. That's what I'd like to leave on this game. And so, yeah, that's, that's another little take that I, I would like to say. And then, yeah, there's just so many times in the past that, that people's about things have just really given me, uh, just I, I, it's quite funny because I don't actually read most of the opinions, so I I don't see them. But it's it is hilarious <laughs> that some of them when I see them, I'm like, wow, how did you even get there? Like that's that's outrageous. Yeah, there's so much practice behind the scenes, like you mentioned, that that people perhaps don't see. And I guess that was a luxury that was afforded to you by TMGL and being able to be part of Solari. Yeah. Um, but now you know we're gonna have to see players if they're gonna try and do it full-time in any way it's going to be off their own back and they're going to have to scrap it out alongside a content creator career so they'll be a lot more visible i guess like i imagine carl this year is going to be a lot more visible in his track mania than perhaps he was last year mm, um yeah, I would, and, and we'll I see would what impact that has so does the content creation route not not appeal to you then i ain't got time i've got a job i've got you know and i don't have like a following like carl does i um I know there's like there definitely are people that would like to see that, but I just don't have the, the motivation for it and ability. I'm not very technical minded in terms of computers and being able to stream and know what I'm doing with all of that. Like I could learn it, I guess, but like my God, it would take me so much time. And so, like I mean, just go back to when I was trying to learn how to play Stadium. Like I didn't know you could change your settings, let alone. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah you, you don't you don't come across as the most literate in computer terms. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm so incapable sometimes, and to do the whole streaming stuff, like I gave it a go. It was really fun, but it's like to finish work and then do what another two three hours, and then what keep fit somehow have a social life it's not really i i prioritize things over streaming um so i definitely couldn't do that um and that's just how it is and it's mental i'm saying that when i've got the best internet i've ever had in the current in my in my current house and it's like my god like if i had this internet say three years ago i'd be streaming so much but i i can't i can't do that and i'm happy with what i do do at the moment so I mean, if I start playing a little, if I do a tournament, I'll be vocal about it on Twitter. I'll post some times. Like to be honest, I still, I still, this is this is how crazy it is. I still want to post my World Cup records. Like I have three world records on the World Cup tracks that I'd love to share. I just need to figure out how on earth I need I could do that. Um, so stay tuned for those. Um, it's only been. <laughs> What nearly two months now since the World Cup? Yeah, so, you know, a while. I'll post. Season, I'll post. I'll post one. One of them. One of them is probably the most. Actually, another map. If you go back to the other question, if you want to edit this in somehow, or you can just sort of keep it here. Uh, surf. That is one of my favorite tracks of all time as well. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Even though I was awful against ITB, and if if I was actually a good player in that match on that specific track, like I was in the grand final, we would have been in the winner bracket and wouldn't have lost to ITB. Like that would have been great, but that didn't happen. Um, so we <laughs> we lost that match because of me. Um, but yeah, no, Surf is another good one uh, on that that front. But yeah, no, I I I can't be a streamer. Carl Carl give streaming a go again. We'll see. We'll see if he likes it. Um, and like the other guys that do it, like Fair Place, and they are content creators. But that's that's not me. I like to be entertaining on the sidelines in streams if I ever. Do. Well, uh, I I'm sure this. I hope this isn't a leak. I'll run it past Babs. Uh, but we will be seeing you on a stream coming up. Uh, week three of uh, of Beacon World League for the final match day, uh, where you'll be appearing as a guest analyst. So I guess that'll be fun. Uh, but if, before we get into the promos, which we'll do at the end of the episode, uh, we do have an extra question. Oh, a hidden, hidden question. question. Oh my god, a hidden question. Yeah, Pack, you're, you're you're showing that you haven't listened to an episode before. All our all our listeners, the illusion's going to be I'm acting shocked. I'm acting shocked. Whoa, okay, okay, okay. a special question. Crazy. So a, a hidden question just for you, one uh, tailored um, to you, in fact. Uh, you mentioned there about leaving a legacy. Uh, I think it's safe to say, and I'll speak for the, the entire BITM, um, that you, you definitely are number one, you know, our boy out there on the scene. Uh, but as you know, there are a few more coming through. Uh, we've had a couple uh, rock up to the World Championship with you this last year. Um, who do you see as your biggest challenger from the BITM community? <laughs> BITM. Mm-hmm. It depends. Depends. If uh, if if they want to practice a map in private and hide strats, then practically all of them because <laughs> they they love to just you know have their own little cheat code to beat me in a match. So if they want to do that, fine, all of them. But if you want to put it on a level playing field, I think I'm still ahead. Uh, nah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seeing. Who is coming through? I think Boz is just insane. Boz is really good. Um, so I would say he's probably best of the the BITM, which is a shame that he wasn't at the World Cup because it would have been incredible to see how he would have dealt with that that pressure. Obviously, being a mouse player, like it'd be interesting to see how the shakes sort of handle on a mouse. Like you don't really know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, I think Boz. Um, was definitely, I think, probably the most impressive. Um, and then you've got Epos as well. I think Epos, in terms of like doing records, I think, would be seen as better than Boz. But Boz, in terms of and being as fast as probably Epos is, like it's, yeah, it, I think Boz is probably the biggest challenger in terms of BITM. And obviously, I think even, even World, like, Boz could, Boz could definitely get up there. Um, I'd like to see Wizzy do well as well. Um, I think if he can somehow pick up from others how to be faster on tracks in terms of raw pace, I think he'll immensely improve. And then you've got others like Ekros and Josh um, who are like really still like coming up into the scene which incredible to see especially josh who's like really flying yeah. up like that's that, it's a joke how quickly he's getting good so i think if he can 
stay good on full speed, but also improve on all the other areas and you know get it get it all right, I think he will be insane. So yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people coming through the ranks. Nice to see, especially because I I think currently the, the British and Irish community is 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 the best in terms of if 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 we had like a a nations cup or like a, an olympics you know on proper tracks i think mm. we would we would win if we if it was a, if it it was a 3v3 or 4v4 even like a 5v5 i think we would we would win well tournament organizers you heard it here first pack will turn up to your tournament uh if you do a proper <laughs> nations cup and I guess make it worth his time. I mean, he's going to win, so just put all the money in uh, the prize pool for first. Um, <laughs> I want to echo that. I want to echo that bit on Josh because, you know, he's a name we see uh, if you're subscribed to the British and Irish YouTube channel far too frequently uh, when he keeps getting world records on uh, the full speed track of the days. And we saw him in BIPL dip his toe in that, and obviously had a bit of a shaky first run out at a non full speed tournament. Um, but seeing what he's doing in in Beacon at the moment, uh, you know, albeit in Div Two, but Div Two is pretty still pretty stacked. And uh, you know, he finished I think third and second in his two games, which is you know, it's decent, right? But he also got three out of eight match record points. So on the, like in terms of pace and in terms of being able to deliver on a lap, um, he's got that there, which I guess is the thing which sometimes can be tricky to have. So we'll see how he progresses. Uh, and then Acro's obviously fellow Welshy uh, for me. Um, hope to see him continue to improve. Uh, he took eight plus four in match one of Beacon, but um, didn't do as well in, in the second match. So we'll see how his story progresses. Uh, but I'd like to wrap it up because for the first time ever, we are, we are at risk of running over an hour, which I'm sure no oh. one will complain about because this has been a great episode. Um, but before we wrap up, is there any last words or anything you want to uh, give a shout out? God, no, not really. I can't really think of anything. Just, yeah, I hope people enjoy listening, to, and then and then me listening, listen to me <laughs> ramble about freaking Nadio for a bit. But you know, I hope it's all good. I hope. And like, it's what is it? Podcast kind of thing. Yeah, I still don't know yeah, what this is. I'm podcast. just here chatting, and I have no <laughs> really idea what I'm doing. But yeah, I hope people enjoy and uh, <laughs> listen. Listen to more of these, like like I've done. And that's good. Stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned for my to uh, Twitter video of me doing world records at the World Cup. <laughs> That'll be good. I do have a feeling I might have to help you with that. Um, <laughs> Potentially. But yeah, hopefully it, it will go better than organizing this recording. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that was awful. I'm so sorry for that as well. The amount of times I forgot that we were supposed to do this. And then I thought in the end, I had to give you just a time and a day and I would show up for that. And you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on. It's been a blast. And uh, yeah, listeners, do not get used to this. This is this is going to be a one-off hour-long special unless we had to cut something out, in which case no one ever said it was an hour-long. Don't know what you're on about. Uh, thanks all for listening. <laughs> See you guys next time. Oh my God. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to Keeping Track. To listen to the other episodes of the show, you can visit our substack at www.nodal.media or you can search for the show on your preferred podcast apps. You can follow the show on Twitter at Nodal Media and even follow me on Twitter at A. Thomas Davis or on threads at thomasdavis.jpg. The final week of Beacon is coming up and as mentioned, Pack is hopefully going to be on the analyst desk alongside some other esteemed Trapmania members. 
Please tune in. It's been a great inaugural season so far and I've absolutely loved being a part of it and can't wait for more to come. Uh, once again, thank you very much to Pac for being on the show. Uh, it's what a way to get our first hour podcast in and uh, hopefully this doesn't become a trend. But if it does, then I look forward to future episodes. <laughs>